Welcome back to another episode of Focus on K-12, EdTech and the Education Experience. I'm your host, Doug Conopelko, Education Strategist for CDWG. So excited to be talking today about parent and community involvement with Mario Milano, the Director of Digital Curriculum for Orange County Public Schools in Florida. Let's dive in. I'm Mariel Milano, and I'm the director for digital curriculum here in Orange County Public Schools. And I love my job. I've been with the district 16 years, and I started as a kindergarten teacher. And I've had the pleasure to serve as a district science resource teacher and STEM coordinator before my current role. And right now, I support the one-to-one rollout. Um, and we've been working on that since 2013, and it's called the Launched Ed Digital Learning Program. And when I'm not kind of focused on that initial rollout, I spend a lot of time working with um, coaching, blended learning, project-based learning, and parent and student support. So I do a lot of different things, but it's really exciting because it's all kind of tied into that Launched Ed digital learning program. Absolutely. It's definitely exciting, especially uh, during this year. So you've worked in and around education and ed tech for years. Uh, so maybe, you know, as we've gone through this past year, where have you found that there's the most room to grow? So this year, right? I mean, I have never worked uh, in a year quite like this year. And if you had told me a year ago that this is where we would be, I, I probably wouldn't have believed you. So I think over the years, it's kind of been like a, a curve. Initially, I thought like our biggest area for growth was really around training and supporting teachers. And I think really like the whole ed tech industry rose up to meet that challenge. And I I think we've really got that now in a lot of places. But over this past year, I would say that the biggest thing I have learned is that if we do not support our parent and families at the same level as we're supporting our teachers, then ultimately things, they just don't stick. And so this year, I've really started to think about like how we need to grow and and sort of kind of like how we have to um, change and evolve to really think about our customers as not just teachers, which is I think common at the district level, but really also by extension, like their parents and students. So what made you start to feel the pull toward, you know, that parent and family engagement and involvement uh, this year? So I think it was like the first day we went into distance learning, because I think what we've always said is, you know, parents are our partners, right? And so we've always kind of held these Q&A sessions and these open houses. And I think uh, us, like many districts, really focused on parents being aware. Do they know about what's happening? But then this year, something really interesting happened. Parents went from being partners to being co-pilots, I kind of think about it. And so we didn't really have, and I'm sure many didn't have, the structures to really think about how our parents were going to function as almost like paraprofessionals or teacher's assistants or substitute teachers. And so we really had to kind of say like, hold on a second, how are we not providing our parents as much support as we're providing our teachers? And that was really like a huge paradigm shift for us. And it's been, uh, I think it's really been a journey over the last year to build out those support structures and, and really support our parents and families the way they deserve to be supported. So what did you find as you started to look into, you know, what, what you were doing in the past, right. And going toward this idea of having them as co-pilots, what did you see from before when you were just making them aware? 
Um, well, I think a lot of what we found was that, you know, parents would kind of check the box like everybody else. They'd be like, okay, that's cool. We know there's a laptop coming home, but our lens was really about technology is used in school and we need our teachers to be proficient. And if kids use it at home, great. Right. But then this year we kind of found that like the way they use it at home is just as important as the way they use it in school. And sometimes in many cases, especially with distance learning, just as is important, especially for our students that participate in exceptional student education, um, our English language learners, and our low-performing students. Because those students, right, I mean, their parents really serve as a critical bridge between the classroom and the content. And if those parents don't have kind of the, the guide rails on the bridge, so to speak, you know, the kids fall off the edge. And so we really had to think about that and how do we translate instructional technology for our parents in a way that makes it con- comprehensible and something that they can get on board with and not be afraid of. Absolutely. What are a few things that you did at OCPS uh, to improve on your parent and family engagement? So I made a list of these because I think we did some really neat things this year. And, and you know, I have to tell you, Doug, like, I, I think when we first started and we read all the research, we were like, yeah, getting to parents and families is so important. But when we have like 16,000 teachers, it was a little further down, right, on the list. And so this year, I think the best thing that came out of the pandemic was that we had a chance. We had a chance to focus on our families. And so we um, took an instructive approach. We created a lot of what I call educative materials. And so we um, had a website before that, you know, was up there like everyone has a website, but we really turned it into a learning hub for our parents. And on that website was what we called parent tech tips. And we tried to make these what I call stoplight learning. So these were like three minutes or less. How can you help your student student with a specific technology issue, like restarting the computer, connecting to the Wi-Fi or submitting an assignment? And we had those um, married with teacher and student tech tips so that all those audiences were getting the same message. And we sent them out every single week for the first semester so that people felt really supported. We also did these things called tech tours because I kind of think before you can even use a tip, you kind of have to understand the lay of the land. Think about it like getting to Disney World, right? Before you can ride the ride, you have to read the map. And so we did these tech tours where we give them tours of what they would see inside of each of the big seven platforms when they got in there so that they didn't feel kind of lost and confused. Um, And then we also did something called the day in the life of a launch dead student. And so with these, we actually had parents engage in a full day worth of learning, um, of course, condensed into an hour, um, but really showed them how they would submit the assignments, um, how they would act um, if they were an an ESE student and needed to use some sort of assistive technology. And those were really exciting and popular and also insightful for us because we learned a lot of the challenges that that parents would have. And then right now we're kind of turning our attention to, you know, what's next. And so we have three big things coming up in the spring. One is we really want our parents to be excited and reinvigorated about technology. I I don't know about y'all, but we all have Zoom fatigue, right? So we started our new digital family nights, And we had our first one last night. It was a virtual digital art night where parents learned how to use Microsoft Paint with their kids so they can start to see their devices as a creation tool again and not just a video conferencing tool. 
And then the second thing we're doing is some targeted phone outreach where parent and family engagement liaisons and our team reaches directly out to our low performing students to kind of help them finish fierce and make sure they're not having any technology problems that are helping them access the content. And so that's really exciting. We're really doing that targeted phone outreach. And then the last thing we're taking on for the first time, and in a huge district, this is a big deal, is a technology onboarding video that every family that enrolls in our family, our district moving forward, will be able to watch in two minutes or less to kind of understand the big rocks of technology that they're going to need to be successful in a one-to-one district. So a lot of new things. And, you know, I, I like to think that great things can come out of crisis. So talk to me a a little bit about like a few of the resources that you found most useful along this trip. I definitely think our uh, YouTube playlist for parents on parent tech tips has been huge for our parents because it's on demand. They can get to it and it covers everything in kind of like those bite-sized chunks for sure. Um, Our tech tours, I think are absolutely one of our most uh, used resources because it kind of shows people where to click, like what's the buttons, what does it look like inside of teams or or big blue button. Um, And all of those things, honestly, are housed inside of our um, Facebook group. And I would say that that's probably one of the things we've changed the most is how we communicate with our parents. Um, We used to just kind of do it passively. And now we are inviting our parents directly into a Facebook group with the district on technology. And we're pushing those things out and being part of like a real-time conversation with them so that they can get access to district resources when they need it. So if we've got school and district leaders that are listening to this or watching this that want to know maybe your two biggest takeaways from this process, what would it be? Number one, for sure, be where parents are. Parents are not always on your website. They're definitely not in their mailbox, but they are on social media. And so if you need to get to them and be on multiple social media platforms so you can reach every age group of parent with that tech tip and be able to kind of get them what they need when they need it. And then the second thing I think is, and this is, this is a really hard one. I think you need to be there when they need you, not when you want to be needed. Um, long gone are the days of uh, we have family night at 5 p.m. Everyone show up in the cafeteria, right? And so we've learned that we need to be there for parents with technology in three critical moments. One is when they enter. Two is when they transition, especially between grade levels or schools. And three is when they're in crisis, because if we're not willing to be there when our families need us at 7 p.m., when they're having crises with Canvas and submitting assignments, then they're not going to want to be there with us when we invite them to something during the school day. Mariel, this is such important work. I really appreciate you sharing uh, your experience with us and the things that you've done to make it successful at OCPS. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today on Focus on K-12, EdTech and the Education Experience. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and consider leaving us a rating or a review. If you'd like to contact us about the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at theconopelco or send us an email at focusonk12 at cdw.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time as we focus on K-12.